Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagan Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, laganvalleyvineyard.com. Hi, um, I'm Yvette. I'm part of the team here and uh, my title is Compassion Pastor, which I love because I get to encourage our church to get involved in compassion in our community. Someone uh, earlier today was uh, hoping to raise some funds for us and they were like, can you just describe to me what it is that you do? So I hope to describe to you today what it is that we do to engage you in community and to welcome you into that. If you're visiting today, Um, you're very welcome, and I hope that maybe um, some practical things that you hear about today might invite you into church, into Jesus, into new and exciting things uh, for the first time or the hundredth time. Please feel welcome, and please also know that all these things I'm describing is available to our whole community and our church community here as family. I think Bruce summed it up really well, didn't he? He said, uh, when I go to a new place, you don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Jesus could come into your life at any time and you'll feel much better. I went to church, I gave it a go, and after that, Jesus came into my life. I think I can just sit down. Uh, Preach it, Bruce. Um, I think that's amazing because uh, really that's the story of my life. And um, can we start by opening up scripture together? I'm going to get you to put your finger in a page in the Bible. If you've got one of these Bibles on your seat near you, that's yours to use, the Black Bible. And if you turn with me to page 511, page 511 in this Bible. And if you've got your own Bible, we are looking at Isaiah 61, just past the center Isaiah is a prophet in the Bible, and uh, we're reading a prophetic scripture today, Isaiah uh, 61. And in a moment, I'm going to get us to read that out loud together as a church family. Uh, Why? Well, that scripture was read by Jesus himself in the temple when he was speaking about his ministry, and the ministry of Jesus has passed to us to carry on in his absence, and he gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit to empower us because we couldn't possibly do those things in our own human way, and so we need the Holy Spirit to empower us to do the things of God to welcome his kingdom to come in our world, because one day Jesus is coming back again, and It's our job to greet him, having ushered in God's kingdom. And when he died on the cross and he he declared life for every person, life over death, he invited us into the life of Jesus. And then he fills us with his spirit and says, right, you guys go and, and do it. You guys go and give that away to every person around you, every place. And so one of the things that we say here at Vineyard is we want to see the life of Jesus come to every person and every place in our community um, that they would know Jesus. Why? Because Jesus changes our lives. And like Bruce says, I give it a go and Jesus came, comes into my life. And my family and my story is changed because of the life of Jesus and learning that from a young age. And uh, I'd like to share with you this morning some ways that you can practice the life and generosity of Jesus in your own life at this Christmas time and together as a church uh, family. 
Before we read this scripture together, I'm going to carefully say, because we've got some little ones in the room, that we have had a sad few weeks these last few weeks, but I want to talk about that grief and loss together just for a moment, because it is the foundation of this practicing Jesus in our life, uh, because life is hard, and uh, we live in a world that's broken, and we live with grief and loss. We live with both life of Jesus and we, we live with death, don't we? It's a natural part, but also sometimes there's sudden loss, and that's hard for us. And uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we lost a dear friend who had become a friend to us um, through helping him in community. And I just want to mention his name uh, because he's passed away, and his name is Stephen. And uh, I just felt that the Father wanted us to just honor him and his family today. Uh, We got to know Stephen and uh, journeyed with him. Uh, He taught us many things. And we hope that we were able to uh, invest in his life as well. And he passed away really suddenly, just aged 24 a few weeks ago. And we've been grieving his loss. And this week, his uh, foster parents came yesterday and uh, gave me his... Uh, clothes, because he had some good clothes, and they'd washed them and and ironed them, and brought them yesterday to me, and it was was a moving moment for them doing that, and uh, we cried together, and I I heard about their sense of loss at the moment, and it's going to be a journey, but um, we're going to give his clothes to the Belfast Vineyard storehouse, and there are many men waiting to receive those clothes, and he's meeting a real need even in the loss of that. And then this week on uh, Tuesday, many of you who are friends with Ken and Regina, they were in our first service here. We got to pray with them and love them. Uh, Regina's niece died suddenly. She was just 13 um, on Tuesday. And uh, yesterday, uh, a number of us from church family were, were with them at the funeral, and uh, we cried together, and they will uh, continue that deep sense of loss, but we want to uh, just remember Katreya and her mummy, Stephanie, at this time, and their wider family, and we pray both for Stephen's family and Katreya's family that even in sudden loss, the father would be incredibly present with them, would comfort them while they mourn. And over time, maybe through love, through their own family, through community, and through maybe our church, who are loving them already and beginning to love them, they would know the life and the love of Jesus and that their mourning would be replaced with joy. And that their sadness and despair would be replaced by God refilling them again with hope. And uh, so I'd like to read Isaiah 61 in a moment. But before we do, can I just call out and remind us that mental health and well-being for each of us is really, really an important investment in our lives. And if you have children and young people, you're around them, 
and you haven't yet intentionally thought of finding tools to speak to your young people and children about their mental health and well-being, maybe you've been too busy or you're not sure how to do that, please actively seek out our most healthiest young people need us to speak openly about their mental health and well-being and, uh, and make that no longer a taboo, but an open conversation that gives them tools for their future, that helps them and empowers them to live long lives and to be adults who are strong and pass it on to their own children. Care for the Family is a very good organization that you can look up online with lots of tools. And in fact, Care for the Family are doing a one-off talk in Northern Ireland here in Lurgan Emanuel Church on the 29th of November called... Um, something like their own minds, and it's looking how you enable your young people to have strong and healthy minds for themselves. So can I encourage you to look that up, to go along to that, and to find tools for our young people to strengthen them. And let's uh, be intentional about that. And let's also, as Bruce said, go along to church, give it a go and invite Jesus into our lives. And how do we do that? Well, Jesus teaches us well with his own life. When you get into scripture, you learn so much about Jesus, about how he gives away the kingdom of God in our community. And we're learning together, aren't we? And we have to practice it in order to do that. So let's be active now and let's read out prophetically this prophetic scripture in Isaiah 61 together that tells us how the ways of the kingdom work in our lives. And let's declare it because we're going to declare it now in scripture and then as I finish we're going to declare it in singing over our community. So let's uh, declare this Isaiah 61 together. I'll start us reading and would you join me in reading it out loud. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks, Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion, amen, and instead of disgrace, you will receive your joyce in your inheritance, and so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. 
I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the young plant come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations." That's really, really rich scripture, isn't it? And I'm sure as you were reading that out, you began to think of the ways that God is actively doing those things in your life and in ways that you're learning to practice those ways. I mean, even just that whole thing about you will receive a double portion. I mean, we celebrate this morning that we ask for 250 and God gives us over 500. And we just come to that scripture with gratefulness And I've been learning um, over many, many years to learn what it is to declare scripture like that. And here's the deal. We are allowed, we're invited. In fact, we're commanded to declare scripture with its true authority in and through our lives. And as we go into Christmas and as we go into Love, Lag and Valley, what is Love, Lag and Valley? It is an active declaration of God's goodness, his provision, his uh, calling the church to declare God's kingdom come. And why are we doing that? Why is it that when you buy some shampoo and you put it in that bag and you give it out, it's because God never meant this to be complicated. He meant his kingdom to come in and through people. And he meant his kingdom to come. He designed it specifically and empowered it by his Holy Spirit to invite you in to carry God's kingdom. Scripture is all about us carrying God's kingdom in our very being and giving it away. And I've chosen to give my life to that, to learn what that means, to practice that. And I I'm so excited that we have a church that is growing and learning in that. And it doesn't matter whether you're here for the first Sunday or you've been here for 10 years, you just immediately slot into that. I came to church, I gave it a go, and Jesus came into my life. And that's where we are, that's what we're practicing, and that's what we're learning together, and it's not complicated. And I love when I look down and I was worshiping over there and saying, All my life you've been faithful, God. All my life you've been so, so good. And I looked over there and there was Noor declaring, all my life you've been so faithful. All my life you've been so, so good. And we're passing that on to our children. And we're, we're raising up a generation of kids that have justice um, in their lives and who are just actively doing that in their lives. And um, I'm so naughty for what I'm about to do, but... Um, Guys, if you're around Beth Major, would you just put your hand on her there? 
Um, Beth is going off to Kenya on Tuesday, and uh, I just want to use that as a demonstration of what God is doing in our families. Beth, we bless you as you go to Kenya in Jesus' name. Beth is going to work in a charity that works with children out there, and she's taking a year before she goes to university to activate that in her life, to learn and, and, and uh, live with a charity in Kenya and give to them, and then she's going to university next year to learn some charity leadership skills so that she can um, activate that in her life. And why is she doing that? Because her parents have taught her to do that. They've demonstrated that in their home. And, uh, and then she has found that joy for herself. And she's making an active step to just go right across the world and actively live out the generosity of God uh, with kids in Kenya who are being moved from a dump site and being given schooling. So let's place our hands on Beth and let me pray for you, Beth. Father, would you come now and fill Beth afresh with your Holy Spirit? Would you give her all that she needs? Would you take away fear or anxiety of travel or new things? Would you fill her afresh and give her all that she needs to travel, to be there for this time that she's there? Would you wrap people around her, give her wisdom, give her financial provision, and uh, just give her all that she needs? I pray that you would uh, speak to her deeply through scripture and through the voice of God. And uh, may you bless her, and we pray that you would keep her safe. And we just pray... um, for protection on her life in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Beth, for uh, doing that because you're inspiring me, particularly that you are. So we love you dearly. Um, Let me get on with the talk here now. Um, uh, Let's get down to business here. Uh, I'll find myself. Give me a moment. If you could lift this uh, little card off your seat, you're going to see that on one side it says Love Lagan Valley. And uh, just underneath here, it tells you of our website. If you go here and it says sign up, I've kept it really simple because this is very, very simple. Um, there are four ways to give at Christmas time, and they're here in these four blue boxes. And I'm going to talk us through. Uh, now how we do that, and I hope that you'll enjoy hearing ways um, that you can, can give. Before we have a look at that card, uh, where did this start? Well, 10 years ago, we had a couple in our church called Ross and Cheryl Smith, and Cheryl came and said, let's make some Christmas hampers and give them out in community. And she led us in that, and it was brilliant, and we made 20 uh, food hampers, and we gave those out to homes, And some of you were there and helped us do that. And we connected with an agency. I think it was Bernardo's. Might have been a health visitor. Maybe both. And we gave those out in community. And also to some families directly that we knew just needed some food at Christmas. And when we went out to do that, we were basically asking God, right, God, you've given us Isaiah 61. You've given us these specific three pictures of needs in community to do with family and uh, how do we respond to you God because it can't be up here it's certainly got to be in building your church and working it out how are we going to do that so and we we just gave these hampers out and said God 
what are you doing? And we noticed two things. We noticed, obviously, that families needed uh, people to bring things directly to them and meet specific needs. So that wasn't rocket science. As I said, none of this is. God's kingdom comes in everyday ways. And the other thing we noticed, which has impacted and shaped us, is that the health visitor and the charity that we gave through, us giving to them really empowered their work and it meant that that person who was receiving help from Bernardo's or social work at the time already was receiving that gift through them in such a way that it, it bolstered that relationship which made that family reach out for more support with that professional and they were able to continue to receive that support. Because you see, when you you give as a church, it's, it's a good thing. But when you give as a church through a professional who has a whole agency wrapped around them, you're then inviting that family to continue into holistic health and many avenues of support for them. So we realized it was a really good idea to give through agencies to local people in need. And so that's where Love Lagan Valley came about. And we decided to give. And we also uh, started to talk about being a church where, for example, someone who was homeless could come into church community and feel at home. And also the housing officer that was helping them or any housing officer could come into the church and uh, find our church to be their church home. And we started to look at and think of what would it look like if that homeless person through lived experience brought their understanding and wealth of knowledge of lived experience alongside a professional who had learned experience or professional experience and strategy, and what would happen if a conversation happened between those two people in a church environment and then empowered the church to make some changes because those people were in our church community informing what we were doing and we were simply watching and asking God, what can we do and how can we get behind these people because it's them that carries the solution. So we began to do that in many ways through um, looking at homelessness, through looking at family care, uh, with the health trust, with social services, with the police, with the council, with the voluntary sector and the statutory sector. Because it's those hard workers that are doing things. And people would say things to us like, uh, how can I give? Or how can I be involved? And we would say, what do you do? And they would say, oh, I'm a parent. Or they would say, I'm a solicitor. And uh, we had a solicitor come and we would say, well, if you're a solicitor, go into your uh, justice space as a solicitor, ask God, invite him into that and ask him to empower you and come into that place of your work and just see what God does because we will have a stronger community when our professionals invite God into their workplace and begin to work with their very being to see God's kingdom come. And some of them were like, well, that's a bit weird. I just wanted to come to church. And we were like, you know, be the church and be out there and embody it in your life. And, and we still uh, work to... Um, empower that. I've got a whole load of emojis and things that have come up on the bottom. Emojis gone. Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like all kinds of emojis. Avocados and things. Um, let me find my place. So, some of you are going to say, Yvette, I don't see uh, 
any food or food or fuel on this card, we think you've missed a trick. You're not responding to the community's needs right now. And that is because um, I have some wonderful news for you. We have stopped giving out food hampers in our church because we are part of working collectively with the churches locally. And we are wrapping around our local food bank. And the wonderful thing about centralizing food giving in one church, but all churches support them, is when a family or a person goes to receive their food, they are registered in one place and sat down for a a solution-based conversation, and then they can journey with the food bank, but the food bank has all the 200 churches in Lisbon around them. And that's much better outcome for that person. And we're not about the church looking good, about giving food away and being named on that, but we're looking for the life and empowerment of that person uh, so that our community can be healthy. So we will be, as a church, giving to the food bank. There is a a 35%, uh, the news tells us, increase in food parcels being given out at the moment. So we will have to give more this year. And we've already, as a church, um, given ahead to the food bank, and then any additional that you donate through this little donate square here will allow us to give more food to the food bank and to continue work through Compassion uh, with the food bank and other agencies right through the year. So that money you give this Christmas increases our giving through the year. So do give to donate, and we will continue to give uh, food If you're somebody that wants to bring an item of food uh, and that's your giving for Christmas, I really appreciate that. And the one item we're collecting towards food parcels here on Sundays is gravy granules. So you're welcome to do that. Every church, all the 200 churches are all all invited to give different items. So we're giving gravy granules. So if you want to bring something in your hand or you want to include your children, bring gravy granules for the next three Sundays. The other thing on there is vouchers, gift voucher. Now, why gift vouchers? Well, in every food hamper will be placed a £10 or a £20, depending on the size of the home, voucher so that they can buy fresh food in Christmas week, not just be given their hamper. So I've already gone ahead and ordered uh, a large amount of £10 vouchers at Green's Food Fair, and some of your donations of money will go to that. We really believe in shopping local and encouraging people who are receiving their hampers to buy local because if we uh, invest locally we're bolstering our local economy as well so do buy your food vouchers locally if you can um, we've got a lovely gift here this morning from St. Mary's Star of the Sea School in Belfast. Now, they didn't send us directly, but um, one of our guys was in a business meeting this week, and he was meeting with another business guy, and uh, they started sharing about Love Lagan Valley. And the guy was like, oh, I've heard about you know a lot of food poverty. Our school's talking about that. And in fact, our school has given each of our children, I think it's a 30-pound voucher, Um, as kids to take home so that no family is feeling like they're struggling at the minute. Way to go, St. Mary's. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, this dad uh, said to our friend from church here, I'd like to give my kids vouchers, I think there's five vouchers in here, uh, to Love Lagan Valley so that you can put those in the food bank boxes. So, you know, it's small, it's practical. I think that's massive, actually. And it's brilliant. So there are lots of ways that you can give, and one of them is through food vouchers.
You'll also have a look on the pack and uh, you're on the gift card here and you'll see two packs, an adult pack and a family pack. And on here, on the adult pack on the left-hand side, you're going to see the items that you could put in an adult pack if you like to be practical. I love making up these packs. I, I do like to give money, but there's something about making up one of these packs or two or three of these packs in your home. So me and Hannah in our house, we'll be gay buy five of all the items, and we'll make up our five packs one evening at home, and, and you can really enjoy that together and talk about it as a family. In the adult pack, you've got a towel, t-shirt, jogger, shampoo, body wash, toothbrush, toothpaste, socks, sweet treats, handwritten card. Let me tell you how we arrived on that, because this is, this is really special, I think. Uh, so over the last 10 years, we've been giving um, items to women's aid and to the Simon community and probably in the last three or four years we've really sat with them and said you know what does it feel like to come in and stay in uh, your residential place and some people call that a shelter some people call it a hostel um, and uh, we call the Simon community uh, home here Flush Park that's the street it's on and uh, there are around 30-something people living in uh, the Simon community at Flush Park at any one time. And Sarah is the manager and lots of lovely people there. And we said to them, what does it feel like for someone to come there? And they said, well, you know, um, before we had your packs, they would uh, come in. And obviously, they would maybe have come very quickly without anything. It's the same with women's aid. And we, we will be greeting them and just being very gentle to them and kind because they've had a hard time. They've maybe come off the street or they've come out of a home which wasn't safe for them. And it's our job to welcome them at any time of day or night. And it's usually quite sudden. And we take them into their room and we say, this is your room. This is your safe place. Have a seat on the bed. Take, take a breath and just take a moment. And um, they'll have a chat with them and make them feel welcome. And what we were able to do was talk to them about what would they like to put in that person's hands at that point that would strengthen them, encourage them, and maybe help them get over a little bit of their trauma and place them in a sense of home. So we talked about, you know, when you arrive, you would um, maybe just want to have a shower, wash your hair, brush your teeth, and put on some new uh, clean clothes that just say, I've arrived, I'm probably exhausted, I'm going to get ready for bed, put some warm, warm things on. And one of my favorite things in the pack is the socks, because I don't know about you, but I love wearing a pair of socks at night, putting those on, and I just feel safe and home and, and, and comforted. And they'll put their socks on, and they'll maybe... Um, reach into the bag and read that handwritten card which is in the bag that just affirms them for a moment and says, welcome to the safe place. You're cared for here. You're going to be safe. And there are people who will love and care for you here. And there is some information on there that they can reach out for further support as they need. Now, it's not on this list, but one of the things I'd like us to add to that, and I went off and bought 100 mugs there this week, was going to put a mug in there with a cup of soup, a coffee, a tea, and a hot chocolate, and some biscuits, so that once they've put their pyjamas on and they're settled in, the next thing they probably want to do is just go and get a hot drink 
And that's important that because what they'll do in that moment is they'll go to the communal kitchen and they'll have something to focus their mind, but they'll also start to meet others in that communal area that they can relate to and that they'll begin to start to journey with someone that understands that what it feels like and what they're experiencing. So we'll also put those mugs in there. And so those packs will be given to people as they arrive in those places. But also at Christmas, on Christmas Day, the staff will take one of these rucksacks and give it to everybody that's already living there and say, happy Christmas morning, this is your Christmas gift. And uh, something happened, uh, I was over visiting the guys that live there in, the, in Flush Park and talking with them and with the staff. And they told me a lovely thing. They said last Christmas morning, uh, they all got their packs and they all opened them out. And they, they loved the quality of the rucksack. It was something they can really use for lots of things. But what they said to me was they all put on their, uh, the jogging bottoms and the t-shirts were all the same color. So we bought them, you see, in bulk because they were good quality. And uh, they all put them on. And then they all came out of their rooms and were all dressed the same. And they said it felt like, you know, one of those Instagram photos where the family, you know those posh families that all buy each other the same pajamas and then they take a picture? And they were like, we felt like we were all like that. We spent the whole day, we're all dressed the same. And it was like being in family and we all had matching pajamas and we had a laugh. And I thought, that's just brilliant. It's an outcome I never expected, but I absolutely uh, love that they thought that was brilliant, that they were family together because they were wearing the same, the same outfit. So that's our, that's our adult pack. Let's have a look at the family pack. Why is the family pack important? When families need food, event, and fuel, why are you giving them a game and a book? Well, this family pack has been thought of for a long, long time by people way cleverer than me. And I just had a conversation with an, a, a, a group in Lisbon called Early Intervention Lisbon, which I have the privilege of sitting on uh, their, their group and uh, listening and learning from them and also just bringing the perspective of how maybe church can, can help in our community. And I see lots of teachers smiling at me right now because they know that Early Intervention Lisbon is working with them and is working with them and giving them resources in schools to aid children in learning and speech and language and the well-being and mental health and emotional well-being for parents and children through schools and through local agencies. And there is a five and ten year plan of Early Intervention Lisbon to see our community grow in health for families. And we are committed to support that over the next five, ten years and with our lifetime, really. And in that pack is some things that directly encourage those wonderful key workers in schools and in agencies who are working with families. You'll read the first thing on the list, a mindfulness adult gift. Now, that could be a coloring book to help an adult just relax and do some coloring. There's some brilliant adult coloring books out at the minute. Um, some of the adults um, asked for a yearly planner with all the little post-it notes and all those colored bits because that enables them to really think and to focus their mind on how they might plan the next few months for their family and that gives a sense of security and a sense of hope and looking forward. We've also got bought this week some 
uh, books that just say crosswords for mums. And that just allows mum maybe to sit down in the evening, do a crossword, and it's mindful. She's taking her mind off worries and practicing uh, uh, peace in, in their lives. So have a think about what mindfulness gift you might like to put in an adult, in a, in a family pack. Storybooks for bonding, all the teachers smiling again, they know that when parents sit and read with their children, it releases all kinds of wonderful bonding and uh, helps children's uh, many, many skills, as does a family game. To sit down and play a family game together just changes children's outcomes when we play with our children. So we've got balloons and bubbles in there, and in the pack I'll add a leaflet that shows families how they can play with balloons and bubbles in such a way uh, that just allows both goodness for the, for the parent and for the children, and does so many wonderful things, and sweet treats and juice for them to share, to sit down and just have family time in the evenings together. Where are those family and adult packs going? Well, they're going to Via Wings and Dramore, they're going to Atlas, they're going to Surestart, they're going to Homestart, they're going to Bernardo's, they're going to many, many more. So over 20 agencies and social workers and health workers and anybody who wants them can have them to take them out in their work and give them away. So we're going to give those out to local key workers in uh, families and children. And our youth, our youth um, uh, through Chris and through Amy are going to be making up some packs again this year for young people who are coming out of care and being supported by Max. Maybe they've been fostered or adopted and they're now getting a home of their own and they maybe won't this year get, have an adult in their lives to give them a Christmas gift. Well, we'll make sure that they get their Christmas gift by one of our young people being uh, given their age and their interests and that young person will make up a pack and that will go specifically to that young person to open on Christmas morning. And so our young people are also uh, looking for ways to work and gift things to elderly. And in our big party room, your, your children will be writing cards and letters to an old person because it's really healthy to connect our youngest with our eldest in community. It teaches our children so much when we get, make them aware of, of, of elderly people or isolated people. And we get them to actually practice writing messages of love and hope and compassion towards them. And when those older people get those through, the Southeastern Trust actually gives out a hundred of those and we give them to them with a box of biscuits and a card. Those old people are like, thank you for the biscuits, but you see this card from this child, my heart is changed. And they put it on the mantelpiece and they read it over and over and over again. And it breaks isolation in their home for them. And it reminds them that they're loved. And that's God's kingdom coming through our children. Isn't that wonderful? So we've got all these wonderful ways uh, to give in community. But when you bring these back on the 4th of December, that's a Sunday, bring all of these back with you. And uh, if you've given by voucher or donation, bring yourself along as well and just celebrate with us as we see all this generosity coming in and then we imagine what it's gonna change our community and look like. And then on the Wednesday the 7th, we've invited all of those 
workers in our community who are doing those good jobs in agencies, charities, and in the health trust and the local council. Our mayor will be here. We're, we're expecting around 100 uh, people who are working in our community to come for lunch. And we're um, asking a local catering business that we want to bless to put on a brilliant lunch for them. And we're going to tell stories together. Uh, the agencies will be telling stories and we will be telling stories of hope and life and positiveness and reminding ourselves that we have an early intervention plan and that we're working together on it and that partnership really matters and that when we work together, it really makes a difference. One of those, one of you told me a story recently that you work in one of those charities in Belfast, but you were visiting the Lisbon branch and they were having their maybe an annual meeting or whatever it was, but whatever happened, the Lisbon team said, oh, now don't forget everyone, 7th of December, put in your diaries, that's the Lagan Valley Vineyard annual Christmas lunch that we're all invited to. And uh, they started to say, this is the, this is the highlight of our year. It's the best thing. And you get so encouraged and the food is really nice. And when you get to the table, there's a little gift for you and there's a card that says that we're valued. And we just take our whole team because it's a great team building day and we love it. And, and she, she emailed me to tell me that she'd had that experience in her uh, team with her colleague. And I thought, isn't that wonderful? that we are encouraging uh, our community like that. So the 7th of December, they will all come, receive their bags, and give them out to community. But you know what I'm really looking forward to doing this year? I want to say to them, now, you're going to get your bags, but I want you to come with me, and we're going to go next door, because our church has been really generous, and we are building a community hub, and we want this to be yours. And we want you to use it in whatever way you want to use it. And you come here and you can meet your, your people that you're, you're helping. And you can bring families here. And there'll be things here and resources for families to come into five days a week. And maybe you might just come here and have a coffee with me. And maybe we might just encourage each other. And maybe you might have your partnership meetings in some of our buildings. And it'll be free for you to use. And, and we just want you to work with us. We want to bless you with a healthy community, and we hope that our hub will be encouraging to you. I was able to share with the council that we have a hub coming up, and they were really excited about that. So praying that the council really sees that as something strategic that they can use. We're coming to the end of the time that I'm allowed. I could talk to you for much, much longer about those wonderful things. But please do get involved practically. If you're in a tribe, we are going to open a week starting the 21st of November. And we'll open up some evenings for you to bring your gift packs and pack with us. And I have bought ahead in bulk um, uh, lots of gift packs for us to be able to make up together. When you come uh, as a tribe, and if you're not in a tribe, just come and join in. There'll be plenty of space for everybody. Um, we're going to, first of all, talk together about a little bit more detail about some of those agencies and charities. You'll hear that together, particularly on the Wednesday night. There'll be, this whole room will be full of that. And then we're going to pack a, a pack each together. And we do that quite slowly because each person really matters. So it isn't about coming and trying to get through 100 packs 
It's about packing intentionally together one or two packs and writing those cards and those words of encouragement to go in that adult pack for that person that arrives at the hostel. And then we're going to pray together. Now, prayer is really important around all of this because when we actively give... Uh, we need to bolster that with prayer, so we'll spend some time praying together. So that's the week of the 21st of November. Come and join in with that and enjoy being practical together and building community as a church as well as giving. What I'd like to do is, in the uh, vein of all that I've shared with you, is to realize that when we give in our community, we're blessing our community. And in giving, we're praying a blessing over our community. That generation after generation would find health and wholeness in the name of Jesus. And that the church would actively practice that. And we have a wonderful song. I'm going to invite the worship guys back up. We have a wonderful, wonderful song which, which is called The Blessing. And we love to pray this over our community so I'm going to invite you guys to stand and we're going to sing a blessing over our community as we begin thinking and actively giving this Christmas time from whatever means you're able to give, whether that's a shampoo or whether it's a thousand pounds in the donation box. It doesn't matter. What you're activating is your life learning to be generous and bless our community. And so as we pray this now, uh, may we declare it over our community together. So let's all stand. And James and Hannah are going to lead us in praying the blessing over our community. Now, as we do this, we also pray this over your family and over your home and the place where you find yourself. Because even in loss, and grief, the Father calls us to more because that's how we find our wholeness and our health. And so we bless you and we pray this over each other. May your children's children, may those around you be blessed tremendously and may we declare over our community God's blessing and favor and release that in whatever way we can by being people who give away God's kingdom in practical and simple daily ways. So let's sing together.